in association with Nerds Through Comics Tiger Tales Mutants for Hire Hello everybody, welcome back to Tiger Tales a place where you'll find fan fiction and stories written and read to you guys by your host, Ty Tiger. That's me. Today we dive back into the world of Mutants for Hire, a Marvel fan fiction of mine which I've been slowly growing with the whole voice cast. Now on the Tiger Tales YouTube channel you will find a playlist labelled the TMDFU, which stands for the Thai Tiger Marvel and DC Fan Fiction Universe. You can see why I abbreviated it. There you will find all the stories in the TMDFU, and there is a specific order. Think the MCU, but with fan fiction stories. So there is a specific order to listen to these in. Now, of course, you don't have to listen to all of them, but there's some things that make sense as the storylines go on, so make sure you check it out. With that, let's dive in to Mutants for Hire, Chapter 3, Mutation Successful. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a group of men for any task that our taxpaying social justice system won't and cannot handle. Whether it's rescues, scaring someone, murder, maybe someone owes you money, maybe you don't feel safe, then hire these amazing mutants. A team for any mission for an any easy fee. Call the number on our screen for the Mutants for Hire now! One up popped open the window with one hand, then climbed through and gently placed Jessica down. There you go. One up said. Thank you. Jessica replied. One up turned around and walked back to the window. Wait, why don't you just use the front door? Jessica said with a slight smile. Same reason why I didn't just drop you off at the front door. It draws attention, and you're about to have a lot of it. One up replied. I guess you don't want that. Jessica said with a sigh. The one-up stood there awkwardly for a minute and then went for the window once again. Jessica stood quickly. Thank you, one-up. Jessica blurted out. Anytime. One-up said with a grin. Don't leave. Not yet. Jessica called out. One-up stopped and turned around to face Jessica. You want me to stay? One-up asked, confused. Yeah, if you don't mind being kidnapped, can freak some out, you know. She replied with a slight, slight chuckle. One up took a deep breath, walked over to Jessica and sat next to her. Okay, Jessica, I'll stay, but only for a little while. I gotta get back to my boss. He told her. Are you worried about your team? We did kind of leave them behind. Jessica asked him. She placed her hand on his shoulder. My boys can handle themselves. I got faith in them. Besides, Oculus told me to, so I did what I was told, alright? He replied. You really care about these guys, don't you? Jessica asked. One up just chuckled. Yeah, I do. We're like brothers. Oculus leads, Cardo is our medic, Thunderstruck is our athletic trainer, and I'm the muscle, I guess. One up explained to her. Strange set of brothers. You guys killed people for a pretty penny? Jessica snapped. Saved your ass, didn't I? One up snapped back. I'm just saying, you four boys are really weird. You kill people, you save people, you're like expensive anti heroes. Jessica said to him. Yeah, well, just remember your father, the mayor, paid for our services. He replied with a slight attitude. Okay, fair enough. My question is, how much to see you again? Jessica asked with a cheeky grin. 
You wanna see me again? Wanup asked. He was shocked. Other than the boys, no one wanted to hang out with him. Yeah, of course I do. Jessica said with her cheeks now burning red. Jessica placed her hand on his shoulder once again, then suddenly Jessica's hand shimmered purple and her hand was now invisible, completely gone. One up jumped to his feet, staring at Jessica's now invisible hand. Jessica sat there at the end of the bed, staring at the empty space, her wrist just ending there, with a slight shimmer of blue light starting around her wrist, where it should have become her hand. What the fuck? Jessica called out. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to New York Radio News, and I am Felicity Hart, your host. The time is 9am, and this is our news this morning. The mayor's daughter, Jessica Benson, has been found alive and well and is at home safe. The FBI and the police are investigating. The only news we have for you on that right now, because they're keeping everything quiet as they should, is that more than a hundred girls have been rescued worldwide from the same gang. That's it for today, guys. Take care out there. Back at the Mutants for Hire base of operation, Art Close walked out of the lift. Walking into the hangout area, both Thunderstruck and Benevolent Cardio were sat at the table eating. Yo, what's up, peeps? Art Close called out. Yo, bro. You okay? We tried looking for you, but the boss called us back. We were waiting for orders from your dad to go find you two. Cardo explained. Art Close looked around the room and realized what one up wasn't around. Wait, am I the only one to return? Art Close asked, concerned. Yeah, one up never came back. Thunderstruck replied, then shoved another spoonful of cereal in his mouth. Fuck! Did the girl get back to the mail? Art Close asked. Yes. She was on the news earlier. Mayor called it an unexpected miracle. Cardo said as he threw up his air, uh, air quote hand motion. Of course he did. He ain't gonna admit it, but he got help from the mutants. So did one up just not come back or what? Art Close asked. No clue. Thunderstruck shrugged as he threw his bowl and spoon in the sink. How did you get back? The factory was a good few miles out of the city. Cardo asked. He pulled out a torch and shone it in Oculus's face, paying attention to his eyes. Oculus swatted him away. I was trapped with Gambit for a while. We managed to get out, don't worry. And he had his car parked a few miles down from the factory, down the highway, by a rest stop, Oculus told them. That guy is weird, and Rogue is a fucking freak, man. Thunderstruck snapped. Hey, easy. They still helped us. They are technically heroes. Cardo said as he put his torch in his medkit. So what, it's been over a year now, and those X-Men haven't done jack for this city. They ain't heroes, not anymore. Thunderstruck barked back. He kind of has a point. The superheroes and villains that are left hide away, and the government are made to handle the new powerhouses anyway. The newcomers to the scene. No one wants uh, to don a costume and go save people, or cause treason anymore, let's be honest. Arklo said with a sigh. Suddenly, the door opened and Mr. Pocket walked in. Oh, hey, Dad, Arklo said with a small wave. 
Ah, son, I'm glad you have returned and have arrived home safely, Mr. Pocket replied as he walked in and hugged his son. I came to tell you all that Rogue has just contacted me. She arrived home a few hours ago and all the girls have been returned to their homes, plus the mayor just paid up, Mr. Pocket grinned. Awesome news, boss! Cardo cheered. You're in contact with Rogue? Thunderstruck sneered. Yes, I am. I have contact throughout the entire world, Mr. Pocket replied. Dad, we saw the girls all tied up to beds. They were being punked with some blue stuff. Whatever that shit was, what if they were mutated? Oculus asked his father. Another reason why I am in contact with Rogue. We are keeping an eye on all the girls, in case they show signs of mutation, Mr. Pocket explained. Now what? Thunderstruck asked awkwardly. Hey there, podcast listener. You enjoying what you're listening to? Well then, do I got it. Special treat for you. Story time with Cosplay Dude 637. That's me. I'm your host. And I like to tell you stories. Stories that I personally enjoy. So, buckle up, get comfortable, because we're going on a wild ride. Gambit walked into his apartment and slumped on the sofa. Leaning his head back, he closed his eyes and released a heavy sigh. Hey, you're home. Rogue said quietly as she popped her head around from the bedroom. Dad, I am. Gambit sighed, opening his eyes. The boys give you a hard time? Rogue asked, sitting next to him. No, Pyro got in the way. He caved in the driveway with me and Oculus still inside. Gambit explained. You should have called me. Rogue snapped at him. You had a mission to do. Gambit told her. He pulled up his foot and started to untie his boots. At least it was Oculus with you. He's a nice boy. Rogue commented. The professor would have liked him a lot. Gambit sighed once again. He pulled off his boot and then started taking off the second one. We'll like him all right. He's still alive, really. Rogue snapped. He is in a coma. It's been over a year. Just trying to be sensible and realistic. Gambit snapped back. I have faith he will wake up. He has to. Rogue said with a sigh. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to New York Radio, and I am your host, Felicity Hart, and this is our lunchtime discussion hour. You know what I want to discuss with you guys today? I want to discuss superheroes. And you know why I want to discuss superheroes? Because the word on the street is that Spider-Man is back. Now, I don't actually know if he is back because apparently he has a completely different costume. The word is, he may even be wearing a bulletproof vest. I don't know why a superhero would have a need for one of them, do you? None of us have seen superheroes since Union Day. And as you all know my opinion, there's quite a few of them I happen to have liked very much indeed. Nothing wrong with a nice costume and some... Nice hair, wouldn't you say, ladies and gentlemen? And more than anything, I think it was really nice to have people around to help us on the streets when we needed it. And let's face it, look at the streets now. Look at what's happening. Crime rate is skyrocketing. Now, I can tell you there's a few incidences that would not have happened had these people been around. 
and I know you know what I'm talking about and I know this is a controversial subject okay I know that I know I can hear you all now sat at your dining room tables having a cup of tea listening to me shouting at me telling me I'm talking a load of crap but let me tell you guys rape was down okay the statistics for that were way down burglaries almost non-existent kidnaps when did we last have a kidnap for union day i can tell you ladies and gentlemen we didn't and that's the problem isn't it look what we've got going on now who is this person in a spider-man costume purple may i add not red and black purple and black in a bulletproof vest who is he spider-man logo saving people that's what he's doing he's saving people but who is he is our spider-man back or is he somebody new i don't know but i tell you what i do know is that all of you are screaming the phone lines are buzzing and i want to hear what you've got to say but keep it polite guys because if you swear at me or you shout at me you know you're going to be cut off the lines are open it's over to you i can't hear what you've got to say One up pace Jessica's room back and forth. Jessica had left a little while beforehand to an interview. Her hand had luckily returned back to normal before she left. One up tried to figure out what the hell was going on. Jessica had told him that she could definitely still feel her hand there, giving one up the implication that she had definitely turned invisible and her hand hadn't magically disappeared. One up didn't know what to do. He knew how to get back to base and talk to the boss and the team. And tell them that whoever kidnapped the teen girls successfully transferred Mystique's DNA to the girls and made their own mutants. Another question survived in one of his mind, is Jessica the only one? Suddenly the door swung open and Jessica bolted into the room and shut the door behind her. How did it go? One up asked quietly. Rough. I think they brought it. Me? Being okay, I mean. Jessica replied in a hushed voice. Good. I know it's hard right now. But less people who know the better. One upside. I get it. Look, I know you got to head back, but I could really do with a bagel or something. Can you escort me to a food cart or something? Jessica asked. One up just breathed in deep and sighed hard. Yeah, sure. One up muttered. One up picked up Jessica and they climbed out the window. He held onto Jessica and as they climbed down a tree, and uh, down to the lower part of the building. Once they reached the floor, Jessica landed on her feet and they started walking down the street. One up pulled a hood over, over to cover his face from the public. They reached a food cart and Jessica ordered some food. One up and Jessica sat at a picnic table and Jessica started wolfing down her, uh, her order. One up kept looking around for anything suspicious when suddenly he noticed a drone floating around a few feet away and it was watching Jessica. One up slowly stood and then walked over to a bin that had been placed nearby. He picked up the bin and with one quick fell swing he threw the bin and it hit the drone head on, knocking it out of the sky. What was that? Jessica yelled. Eat what you want but start walking. One up barked. He grabbed Jessica and started walking. They cut across the road and suddenly Jessica stopped. Um, one up, we have a problem. Jessica stuttered. One up turned around to see the mayor stood there, but Jessica wasn't anywhere around. One up walked up to the mayor and started staring the mayor down. Jessica, is that you? One up asked, confused. Yes. Why are you looking at me like that? 
Am I invisible again? Jessica asked. The mayor looked like the mayor, but sounded like Jessica. Not exactly. Come here. One up muttered with shock. Then he pulled her into an alleyway to hide her before people started thinking the mayor was walking around the street. One up pulled out his phone, took a picture of Jessica, then showed her the photo. Holy crap! Jessica screamed. If you're enjoying what Ty is doing, then why not check out me, the Red Cornish Ranger? You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch under the Red Cornish Ranger. And also check out my new podcast, The Red Cornish Ranger Presents Nerds Through Comics, where I'll be reading from popular comics from the past and the present. Stay tuned for more. Sabretooth was walking home from the bar when suddenly he stopped and took a deep breath in. I can smell you, you know. <laughs> Sabretooth called out. Then several armed men jumped out from the shadows and started waving around electrical batons and aiming their stun guns. Oh, come on then. Sabretooth roared. He extended his claws and roared at the soldiers. Then one swung an electric baton at Sabretooth. He grabbed the man's wrist and sliced the man's throat, blood erupting from his neck. The man dropped to the floor. Another two aimed their stun guns and pulled the trigger. Sabretooth caught the tasers, not phased by the vaults of electricity shocking into his hand. He then pulled the cords, ripping the tasers out of the soldiers' grips. He then leapt forward and landed onto the unarmed soldiers, digging his claws into their chests. He then jumped up and kicked another soldier in the chest. He landed, ducked down and dodged a swing from an electrical baton. As he jumped back up to his feet and swung a claw up, he hit the soldiers in the chin, knocking him to his feet. He then turned around to see one soldier aiming a crossbow. He pulled the trigger, an arrow flew straight at Sabretooth. He caught the arrow inches away from his chest. Please. This is pathetic. Sabretooth grinned. Then suddenly the tip of the arrow released a green toxic gas, Sabretooth breathed in and suddenly felt woozy. You bastard! Sabretooth growled, then he dropped to the floor and passed out. One of the soldiers pulled out a walkie-talkie. Sir, the arrow worked. We have Sabretooth in the bag. We're on our way, the soldier said. The soldiers picked up the unconscious Sabretooth and carried him away. And so that is the cost of turkeys, ladies and gentlemen, just over $50 for a £15 turkey. So hopefully by the time Thanksgiving gets here, none of you are going to care about the cost of living and we're all going to be able to sit around. Sorry, hold on, ladies and gentlemen, I've just received some breaking news. Okay, the factory where the girls were held, you know what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, this is on our every news episode every single day okay three times a day at the moment and the factory that those girls were held in at the end of split rock road has been demolished ladies and gentlemen it's just rubble it's just rubble i don't know how it's happened but it's just rubble i will bring you more on that go shopping for your turkeys before they go up again next year ladies and gentlemen good evening take care be safe one up waited as the elevator went up to the top floor. It stopped and the door opened. 
One up walked out and walked down the hallway and into the common room where he found his three teammates. Yo, one up is back. Tell me someone got laid. Thunderstruck called out. Will you shut up? No, I didn't. But I found a new mutant. Or shall I say, escorted her home where she lives. With the mayor? One up said awkwardly. The experiment worked? Jessica is a successful engineered mutant? Cardo asked. Yeah, it worked. Spent the day trying to calm her down and teach her how to control it. One up explained. Is she like Mystique? Cardo asked, slightly concerned. Yes and no. She can shapeshift, but she can also turn invisible? One up told them. Can't believe it worked. Arklo muttered. We will have to keep an eye on her. Thunderstruck commented. Agreed, Arklo said. Suddenly, the sound of the elevator door could be heard. One up spun around, and the other three jumped from their chairs. One up leaned over to Arklos. Is your dad home? One up asked. Yeah, he's in his studies. Arklos replied. The sound of footsteps came barging through. The four boys stood there, ready for whoever it was. Then the door swung open, and Pyro stumbled in. He stood there in his ordinary clothes. He didn't have his flamethrowers on, and he had a rather bulky backpack on. Hey, fellas. Pyro said awkwardly. What do you want, Pyro? Arklo snapped. Sorry to barge in, but I need some help. Pyro replied. Why should we help you? You tried to bury our boy under a factory. Thunderstruck snapped. Pyro swung the backpack off his bag and threw it at Cardo. Cardo caught it and opened it, revealing several rolls of money. That's as much as I could get. You guys do anything for money, right? Pyro asked. What's the job? Cardo asked back. Sabretooth got kidnapped. Pyro said the boys looked at each other rather confused. To their knowledge, Sabretooth couldn't be kidnapped. Not willingly. Didn't we just help you guys rescue Mystique, like, you know, last night? Less than 24 hours ago? Can't Magneto keep his team in check? Arklos mocked. Yes, but Sabretooth hasn't been seen in a few hours and he should be back from the bar by now. Pyro explained. Maybe he got lucky. Thunderstruck commented. All the mutants looked at Thunderstruck with a raised eyebrow. Yeah. Good point, Thunderstruck muttered with a shrug. So Magneto doesn't want to look for him? Arklos asked. No, he's busy. Told me to handle it. Pyro said. Guess this is you handling it? Cardo commented. Suddenly, Mr. Pocket walked in. Ah, one up, you have returned. Good to see you, my boy. Mr. Pocket chirped. Sup, boss? One up said with a slight grin. I'm glad you have returned, Mr. Pocket said. Glad to be home, boss. One up nodded. Mr. Pocket smiled at One up, then turned to look at Pyro with a glare, then back to his mutants for hire. Am I interrupting something, boys? Mr. Pocket asked. Pyro here wants to give us a mission. Thunderstruck said. He is even paying us. Cardo said as he showed Mr. Pocket the backpack full of rolls of money. I see. Well, son, take Pyro and take him to my studies. Make him a cup of tea, why don't you? We shall see what he wants. The three of you are on a different mission. Mr. Pocket ordered. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Come on, it's this way, Arklos said. Then he fist-bumped his teammates and left the room. Pyro turned to Mr. Pocket. Thank you. Pyro muttered. Then he left the room and followed Arklos. Mr. Pocket turned to the other three mutants. Yo, boss. I know you want me to go, but I actually need to talk to you about the mayor's daughter, Jessica, situation. I think I should stay here. One up piped up. I understand one up. I admire your protectiveness over others. So go join Pirate Oculus. You can help him while uh, you're waiting around, Mr. Pocket said. 
One up just nodded at his boss, then turned to the other two mutants. You two kick ass. Get us paid and get home safe. One up said to the other two. Thunderstock nodded. Uh, nodded. You bet. Carter replied, then one up fist bumped the other two and left the room. Thunderstruck and Cardo sat in front of Mr. Pocket. Well, gentlemen, you have a mission. An old acquaintance of mine has called me. He's in need of you two. He was just a butler, but now he helps superheroes. And now he needs your help. Mr. Pocket stated. So where is his old acquaintance of your boss? Cardo asked. Why, in Gotham City, of course, Mr. Pocket said with a grin. Oh man, I hate it there. Thunstruck complained. Mr. Pocket stood, watching a small town in Egypt. He then placed his briefcase down and opened it. Inside was a small Egyptian statue. Mr. Pocket placed the statue on the floor and stamped on it, shattering it into many pieces. White fog appeared from the broken statue and grew and formed into a huge lanky creature with a floating bird skull for a head. Its entire body was covered in white drapes and it carried a huge scepter with a crescent moon on it. Conchu the moon god, you are free from your prison, Mr. Pocket grinned. I am grateful for you, Mr. Pocket, Conchu said with a bow. Now that you are free, I need you to find a new avatar. Mr. Pocket told the god. Of course, no one is as skilled as the one marked Spectre, but I will find a suitable avatar. Conchie replied. Good. I should le leave you to it then, Mr. Pocket said. Then he turned around and started to walk away. I suppose you want me to remain silent when it comes to the source of my freedom. Conchie asked. Mr. Pocket stopped dead in his tracks, turned his head slightly to face the moon god. Be sure that you do, because I could make this end quicker than it began, Mr. Pocket threatened. Then he walked away, leaving the moon god to find his new avatar. There we have it, folks. Chapter 3 of Mutants for Hire. Now, I want to thank all of my voice cast for helping me bring this story to life we have one up created and played by j aka jester falls on tiktok we have thunderstruck played by austin and we have benevolent cardio made by goose voiced by my friend ethan Sabretooth was voiced by mark aka the red corner stranger gambit was voiced by Cosplay Dude 637. Rogue was voiced by his wife, Cosplay Wife 637. And Pyro was played by their son, Cosplay Son 637. Your news reporter, Felicity Hart, was played by Just Saying Quadruple 7 on TikTok. And Conchu was played by Ben the Baker Ranger. Jessica was played by my friend Jordan and of course I voiced Mr. Pocket and Oculus. You can find all these people on multiple media platforms and a part a lot of them are part of the Zeod Hero Network. Make sure you check out a lot of these people, they some of them do their own story stuff. Nursery Comics is done by the Red Corner Stranger. 
Story Time with Cosplay Dude 637 and Parentage Universe 19 is done by Cosplay Dude 637. And of course, Jay, aka Justice Falls, also has his own Parentage Universe audio drama on YouTube. Both Mutants for Hire and Jay's story will be aired on Nerds for Comics. So make sure you check out everything and everybody that I just mentioned. You'll find all their links down below. If you're listening to it on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and you hit that notification bell. Hit that like button so you don't miss another video. And of course, it does show your support to my stories. Again, like I mentioned in the beginning, all of the TMDFU, that's Tiger, Tai Tai, the Tiger Tales, Marvel and DC fan fiction universe can be found in one continuous playlist where you'll find all the stories in order and how they are meant to go in chronicle order. Starting with Mutant Hire Chapter 1. All my stories do have their own separate playlists, but if you want to understand this universe I'm building, you might want to start there. Go check out my other storylines, and of course, I shall see you guys very soon. Mm-hmm.